listening to Lone Star Community Radio on 104.5 KCZW LP Conroe and 106.1 KZCC LP Conroe and worldwide on IRLoneStar.com. All right, good morning, Montgomery County, IRLoneStar.com. We're here live from LSCR Studios in downtown Conroe, Texas. Sean? Dick! How are you? I'm okay. How are you doing this morning? Doing good, doing good. We're here. It's Friday. Woohoo! July 6th. We had a couple guests coming in. Very excited. The Tudor Station's kind of coming. So that's going to be fun. And we have Kristen Bays, and I hope Sean has did his homework, has done his homework. And, um... Yeah. Did Sean watch Baby Driver before I mean, Kristen Bay's appearance today? Stay tuned to find out. And uh, today's show is brought to you by Conroe Coffee and Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. It's 932. Let's do some weather and traffic and then get on to the normal programming. Don't forget, we are on Facebook Live and YouTube Live. You can watch us. Isn't that creepy? Uh, all right. Traffic <laughs> conditions happening in the Montgomery County area. Northbound, southbound. Everything's looking good, actually. If you're heading into Houston, everything's good until you hit I-10. Highway 69, you're good all the way through Livingston and also to Houston. Uh, east to westbound, I'm not seeing really any issues at all in the county. So traffic's looking good. You think people like took days off, like since Wednesday was a holiday, they took Thursday and Friday off for the long, long Well, remember I was weekend. saying that? like Because a lot of people try to work around holidays, and that's why Thanksgiving's always a, like, it's a go-to. Everyone takes Friday off. Right, but this is taking off. Thursday and well, Friday. Well, that's why I think it confuses people. I think people go go the extra mile and just take the whole week off. Because mm-hmm. it's all right, you're already there. Could, they could have because your lack of traffic indicates. Most, most days have half days on Tuesdays. Yes, they do. Or at least so, get out I of mean, here early, you know, yeah. 2, 3, 4 o'clock. Yeah, good point there. But see, if we had employees here, I just would never, you're not allowed to leave. I know. I was wondering about the cot with the manacles. So what, the what, what the rules are here is you have to give up a loaf of bread, and then you can leave. Give up a loaf of bread. Does it, what kind of bread? Any. It has to be a loaf. A loaf. Yeah. Sliced loaf. No, just a big loaf of bread. It has to be fresh. Like the. And uh, they have to figure out how to get it delivered here, so they can get out. Well, doesn't like Randall's and stuff, don't they deliver now? Or you got the Uber, remember you got the driverless Uber that no, delivered your see, groceries? I did see H-E-B delivers alcohol. Okay, that, that's a lawsuit waiting see, to happen. I did see that. But that's like in Houston. Okay. But uh, what's the weather like? Weather, it's nice and cool right now, 78 degrees, but it's going to get up to 93. Had some more rains yesterday, cooled it down. But uh, we're cool for a while here, literally and Yeah, what's the weekend like? Weekend, okay, so today looks good for the next 24 hours. Sun shining till 9 a.m. tomorrow, but then Saturday, Sunday, and Monday, thunderstorms. Highs either 90 or 86, lows in the low 70s. So do be careful out there. You did see that some parts of Houston did flood. They got the cars in, you know, trapped in there. And think about it, these are cars that probably just got replaced from the last time. And actually, that's what happened with me, too. I had two cars, like, go in a row. <clears throat> so do be cautious. Turn around. Don't drown if it does, if the rains do get up there. But so far, so good. I can imagine the cheesy PSA people would make. Turn around. Don't drown. Message brought to you by the city of Houston. <laughs> well, because, you know, they have their cute little, they have click it, don't tick it. And Which makes sense. 
Well, this is what's funny. Don't Met- text, don't drive, or something. Was it? Was it? Don't text and drive. Yeah. Well, back uh, when I was young, we had arrive alive, drive well, fifty five. Did I ever tell you that uh, the story? If I was in the car with my mother, and this is way back, I don't know when, and we were driving through the woodlands, and you know, like when you're entering northbound on the woodlands, they have that sign. So many killed mm-hmm. in an accident. I don't yeah. know how long ago this was. Along with a picture of an accident. Well, a picture of an accident, and the number, I don't know what the number was, but I go, well, that isn't that bad. And my <laughs> mom looks at me, he's like, what? I was like, oh, he didn't seem that high. There's like 2,237, <laughs> man. Oh, I was wrong, clearly. I just... <laughs> But uh, I do want to say we got some special guests today. We have, I hope I'm pronouncing this right, uh, Jenna McCurry. Uh, she is with a new business called the Tutor Station. She tutors pre-K through sixth grade students in math, reading, and writing. And she has an awesome location on Fraser, North Fraser Street. It's a, I mean, I want to call it a caboose. What what makes a caboose? It's the caboose is the last, last car, car, right? Uh-huh. But what? Couldn't you have several cabooses, or is like when they make a caboose, do they make it where you can't attach anything to the end? I feel like they wouldn't waste materials like that. Right. No, the caboose is technically a special kind. It's not like you have a long train and then the last freight car is the caboose. The caboose is a special car that is put at the end of some trains for where another engineer can be. and Sleep? Just, yeah, sleep. Uh, so uh, that's his car? Yeah. Okay. Well, well, yeah, it's not for freight. Now, caboose can also hold, like, luggage if it's a passenger train. But it's a set-aside. Now, is it a special design car, or is it just labeled on a train every last car is called a caboose? No, because, like I said, you can have, like, a freight train. Yeah. And the last car in a freight train isn't a, a, caboose. a caboose because it's not special designed for another purpose. It's it's all the same freight. Oh, you got me interested. Yeah. I don't know anything about trains. Do they even still use them? I don't know. Yeah, I mean, trains are big. Uh, I, th- I think a vast majority of the U.S. goods are hauled by train. There's a decent percentage. I want to look that up, too. And I don't know if Brett's listening, but I know this is information that he would typically have at his fingertips. Okay. I'm trying to see when the last caboose was made or if they're still made. Well, anyway, we're going to have a <laughs> tutor station in, so that's going to be a wonderful chat about maybe, this. Maybe she knows so- about cabooses or would that be combined? Well, I mean, we can't be unfair and be like, we expect you to know everything about trains because your business is in a train. Yeah, we can. We can do we anything can. we want. That's true. Uh, other guests we have is returning soon-to-be judge-elect Kristen Bates. Well, current judge-elect, soon-to-be judge. Oh, oh, come on. She's not a judge yet, folks. But she will be. And I liked how her uh, her law firm's called Bays and Bays. Oh, yeah, her husband Randy. I know. Was, I, when I saw that, I was like, oh, that's kind of funny. Bays squared. So she's going to be back in the studio for a bit. So if you have any questions for her, we're on Facebook Live, YouTube Live. And also you can call in at 936-647-3776. So uh, look forward to that. That's coming our way. But right now we're going to do some headlines and what's going on around the, the world. And it is Friday, so anything going on this weekend we should be talking about. Uh, we have some live music updates. So I can go over that too. Yeah. So what else? What, what have you been up to? Five foot six, but I'm oddly comfortable with that. Yeah. Do you measure yourself every year? <laughs> Uh, no, I should. I'm probably shrunk a bit. I'm probably. Well, that's what like I was wondering. Five, I was wondering like when that sets in, because what when is that set in? Like when you're 80? No, probably around my age. I'm sure I'm already in the in the shrinking. Is that because your spine's bending? Oh well, no, no, it's compressing too. So the gravity's <clears throat> gravity's getting you. Mm-hmm. Man. And the afro I had back in the 70s is long gone, and that added a good three inches to my height. Man, gravity, gravity, gravity. <laughs> so heavy. 
It is. Gravity's heavy. Heavy. So. Heavy gravity. Well, I am tickled pink that it is indeed Friday and getting ready for the weekend. Yeah, why? Just because it's Friday. It's boring. Yeah. Although I pretty much work seven days a week, so it's not like it's a weekend. Yeah. But, you know, uh, the dumpster that's been right. out in our yard so we were is t- being picked up. Are you serious? Yeah, you know. The, the, we've had it for almost a month. You should just fill it with water just to piss them off. Right, right. No, I'm just kidding. Don't do that. I won't. Uh, well, you know, I want to I want to understand this situation better. Okay. And I can't wait till someone has a diagram. I've been kind of following lightly uh, the story for the th- in Thailand, the schoolboys who were stuck in the cave with their teacher or mm-hmm, their coach. coach. The coach. And the more and more I read about it, the more I can't visualize what happened. Because they're basically saying that there's a chance they can't get out till October because of the monsoon season. So where are they, and why is there so much water between them and us? Because after they went in, heavy rains happened, which flooded the typical exit routes. Okay. And Now, when you say flooded, do you mean like all the way up to the ceiling? kind of flooded or do you mean well the, remember these caves aren't all in a row well, i'm trying to figure out because caves can get crazy yeah that's what i'm saying the, the, so they got I, I would presume they got lost or the timing was just so horrible that the one hour they decided to well, go inside these you caves. you saw that yesterday one of the united kingdom navy seal people passed died yeah a, a, a trying to get high uh, national to get back from a lack of oxygen and that kind of drives home the thing that this isn't just well, that's what maybe i go wait a second maybe i'm not understanding this whole cave business yeah it, it's kind of a skill it's like you know how the other day when i was uh, I think yesterday talking with Margie Taylor and I heard that a thousand people would show up had showed up at a first hey hon, hey, hey Jenna outside you can come in you don't have to wait outside we know it's hot the distinct advantages of having a loudspeaker outside yeah, the studio you can come on in yeah, don't, yeah, don't have worry a seat over there we'll we'll give you the proper entrance when uh but when no, that, that gives you it. an idea of how complex the issue is because these guys this the guy scale. I mean, yeah, it's the scale. I, like I was starting to say, you know, I had no idea that a thousand people showed up for the first Thursday concert because I hadn't been to one yet. And that really blew me away, the scale. I thought, oh, maybe, you know, 50, 100, couple hundred people. Uh, so same thing with these caves. You think, okay, you know, it's like your typical Death Valley, Carlsbad Caverns tour guide with ropes. No, this is something that would be different levels. And as a result, you know, someone has died. Now, I'm gonna. this is going to sound horrible. Thankfully, it wasn't one of the children. You know, this was a, a trained professional, but that shows a trained professional is the only one who who's, who is uniquely I don't, qualified. I feel like to there's horror this. movies about this. Are there horror movies about cave diving and water situations? Well, because cave diving can mean no water. Like you can just go yeah, right spelunking. Yeah, so is it, the official. Term. We're talking about people going in water, and that sounds so creepy, man. Oh well, yeah, people go swimming in giant caves. How's that not scary? It is. Because there's no light in there. You know, once the batteries die, once your double A's peter out, you got nothing. And good luck having So realistically, we're looking at in October. Like, that's what I'm, from what I'm understanding about all the reports, these kids and, and this man have to wait until October. I think this Navy SEAL's passing is bringing into sharp relief how dangerous this is just to get them out. He was trying to relay oxygen to, to where they could, because uh, right now the only option they, they look like they have is to scuba dive them out, and you got to be qualified to scuba dive for a reason. You can't just, you know, it's not like the movies where you just throw on a mask and an aqua lung and and fins go and it. go for it. That's creepy. So sending out warm fuzzies to them because that is kind of a, you know, a, 
horrible. That oh, I can't wait. Away. I want them someone to make an infographic for me so I can understand. What's like going a on. map of the cave. Yeah. Oh, I'm sure they've got to be out there. Uh, CNN or someone will have a a. Because a, uh, the more and more I hear about it, I'm like, how does this even end up happening? Like, why are they this far into a cave? All is it, it just normal is, over there to go into caves? Well, this cave apparently, from what I read, there was this long-standing tradition where people, groups, would go in and carve their name on the wall, and just like a maze, all it takes is one wrong turn or forgetting. Did I go left or right? Apparently, they haven't been doing it that long. Then they get lost that easy. I feel like there'd be a like a painted, you know, painted spike. Well, again, these caves have spikes, right? Spikes? Yeah, like every cave I've been into, they have the stalagmites and stalactites. Is that what that is? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Uh, not all of them. Is cause... that what makes the diving so dangerous? Because you could. It does? No, well, what makes diving dangerous is you're not supposed to go swimming in a cave. You sure? Well. I feel like it's in, I, technically it's I indoor feel swimming. like there's a handful of people who are okay. that insane. Where there is deep water and absolutely no natural light. Ever. I'm I'm actually getting scared right now thinking of like being around that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, this is hardcore. October. This yeah, exactly, and so they got to figure out how they're going to get stuff to them. I mean, they've been keeping a lot of able to drink the water, you know, coming off the walls, but that's it. There's been no food. Yeah. I, I'm sure they're you know whatever they had on them for that little hour trip into the caves. Really, Scott is going to make a movie later. about it, right? Didn't he do Deepwater Horizon? No, no, that Would, was Mark Wahlberg and some other producer. He's made several movies with him. Okay, who it, was. it wasn't Scott though. But yeah, one day this will be in the seventies. It would have been a TV movie, ABC movie of the week, the that's Jessica amazing. story, down a well. That's, that's still crazy. To me. Mm-hmm. But uh, you know, we gotta take a break. Okay, enough cave talk. We'll update you as <laughs> the cave keeps being explored. But uh, we'll be back. We got a sponsored break, and then don't forget ten o'clock. We got a tutor in the studio. So hopefully uh, she can teach me something because about the difference between stalagmites and stalactites. Yeah, and cabooses. Goodbye. Is it goodbye? I don't know. Okay. I just made that one now, up. See, I believe you too much. Now. I know. <laughs> we'll be back. You're listening to Mornings of Lone Star. Conroe Coffee is a local coffee shop located in the heart of downtown Conroe at 206 North Main Street, Conroe, Texas. Conroe Coffee serves breakfast, lunch, and dinner, along with other treats and coffee. For more information regarding store hours and delivery in downtown Conroe, Conroe Coffee is on Facebook or by telephone at 936-266-7632. We would like to thank Conroe Coffee for being a supporter of Lone Star Community Radio and our morning sponsor with Mornings with Lone Star. Lone Star Community Radio is Montgomery County's radio station with talk, music, weather, and traffic for Montgomery County. Have a question, comment about one of our shows? Want to know how to reach a host? Just contact the station on IRLoneStar.com or call in and leave a message at 936-647-3776. Get involved with your community with Lone Star Community Radio. Business office cleaning is available in the Montgomery County area from Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. With scheduled cleaning surfaces such as floor care, window care, trash collection, restroom disinfection, and stair and elevator cleaning, Clean Sweep can service a business one time or on a regular schedule with daily, weekly, and monthly options. Clean Sweep Office Cleaning can be found online at cleansweepofficecleaning.com or by calling 832-689-7996. Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. 
Take back your time and let us make your office shine. Mornings with Lone Star is sponsored by Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. The Texas A&M AgriLife Extension Service has been dedicated to educating Texans for over a century. In 1915, the Extension Program was established under the federal Smith-Lever Act to deliver university knowledge and agricultural research findings directly to the people. Ever since, AgriLife Extension Programs have addressed the emerging issues of the day, serving diverse populations across the state. Texans turn to Extension for solutions in horticulture, agriculture, 4-H and youth, and family and consumer sciences. Extension agents respond not only with answers, but also with resources and services that result in significant returns on investment to boost the economy. Join us Fridays at 1 o'clock for the AgriLife Extension Hour. Welcome back, 948 Mornings with Lone Star, IRLoneStar.com. Hanging out in the studio, downtown Conroe. We're going to have Gene Uh in the studio, right? Yeah. You got it, yes. I know. You're I'm so gonna, proud I'm, of you. I'm, Scooby Snack, here you go. Yeah, oh, thank you, thank you, thank you. We got a, a lot to talk about, though, today. Uh, do we? I don't really know. I always say oh, that. Yeah, I yeah. feel like that's the normal puff piece we got. I say, like, oh, we got so much to do today. Much to so talk little about. time, but then you know. No, okay, if you're lo- watching us on Facebook or YouTube, I'm holding up my official Mornings of Lone Star headline sheet here to talk about. So there we go. Okay. okay. Yeah, so we're talking about yeah, international, so we had the caves. Um, the caves. The caves. Uh, something else happened. <laughs> this is funny. Uh, it's funny to me. So Secretary of State Mike Pompeo. Okay. Man, that's a good last name. <clears throat> Pompeo? Yeah. Pompeo. So, you know, hey, what about this guy? Well, he had delivered to our favorite wag job, Kim Jong-un, a copy of an Elton John CD that has Rocket Man on it <laughs> as a gift from Trump. I don't believe that. I don't believe as, that. No, this is this is uh, verified by UPI and CNN. I still don't believe that. That is a gift from Trump. Trump wanted Pompeo to deliver to Un. The song well, what are the Man. chances of this guy not understanding his joke? I know. I think it gets it because don't I mean, forget. More, I mean, Oon, more of like he probably doesn't know what Rocket Man that's is. That's why that was that predicated the gift is is. Well, now he's about to discover Elton John. Well, here's the thing: he apparently he loves blues music. Oon and you know Dennis Rodman, they've been hanging out. And according to Rodman, uh, there's some um, like '80s music that Oon just loves. So and I think it's about part of the ongoing plan to just westernize him. Same, I saw the same thing happening. Is this guy in like the Bella of the ball? Do you think? You think he just he just soaks it all up? Oh, absolutely. I guess I would too. And I mean, is uh, there's a lot of craziness going on? I don't know if, if half of it's crazy and half of it's crazy like a fox. Because yeah, it did give a whack job, in my humble opinion, uh, the world stage. It legitimized him by going on a one-on-one. Twitter war with the president of the United States of America. However, if nothing else, if nothing else has happened, and I know Facebook is blowing up, oh, look, no, he's not denuclearizing, anything like that, if nothing else, we've had the remains from U.S. servicemen returned after 50, 60 years. Finally made it home. So if, no, if nothing else about all of this, who cares who calls someone else a different name or whose button is bigger, anything like that. We got some 
missing MIA and KIA remains returned home where they needed to be. So I personally think our favorite wag job is going to be jamming out to Rocket Man and all kinds of Elton John songs. All right. Island Girls, Philadelphia Freedom. I think about Saturday. it. Saturday night's all right yeah. for fighting, even though they spelled all right wrong. We'll get, the, we'll get the tutor lady on here. And we'll talk yeah, about right. I think she's not going to get in like a grammar or agreement thing here. Like, all right is always two words with two L's. So I uh, saw a headline that I found kind of a local headline, not here, but it's over, uh, I believe, in the Oakland area. But it was uh, Tupac's murder. Police are close to making an arrest. After, what, 38 yeah, years? Yeah, that's why I was kind of like, I wonder how often that happens. What like, part? When, well, like something that goes on for 30 years, and they're like, oh, hey, we're really close. Because <laughs> yeah. at what point do you just go, yeah, we're still working on it, but, you know, if, you know. Just... We've inched closer, going by like a centimeter every every three years. W- when was Tupac murdered? I don't know. I just thought it was funny that the people are still trying to figure this out. Well, yeah, because, you know, it's it's the headlineable thing. Hold on, look. Look this up. When, when was Tupac slain? Slain? It, it was, yeah, we don't, I want, don't want dead air here. First one. Uh, September 13th, uh, 1996. 96. Yeah. So 22 years. Yeah. I was closer when my joke of 38 than what normally would be. Wow. I thought that was kind of strange. Okay, well, I hope they catch the bad person and the bad person is actually still alive and not dead of old age. Oh, it can't be that old. Cause I'll, I'll be sleeping easier knowing that Tupac's killers behind bars. You think so? Yeah. I'll feel safe. All Cause right. you know, that way I'm free to pursue my own budding rap career. Okay. Yeah. The grammar rap or it includes all 13 punctuations. I don't know what you're talking about. There are 13 punctuations. You sure? Yes. I feel like there's more to discover. <laughs> you can make you up. You can't just seal it. You can it. make up a semi-demicolon, maybe. You can't just seal the deal right there. <laughs> can too. You're not the boss oh, of me. Funny. Hey, so we were talking yesterday about, you know, the, the prequels to Star Wars. Oh, yeah, yeah. We and, can always talk about Star Wars if you want to talk about how crappy it is. Well, here's the thing. Because we, we said that in the prequels, you can't name me a single quote from it. Like a word-for-word quote. Oh, sand. (laughs) Right? It's so coarse. It's everywhere. But we do know what started the whole thing off, right? It was a trade war. Remember? When the the opening crawl uh, happens, like, there's a period of a trade war. Like, really? The Trade Federation. What do they do? Yeah, but here's the cool thing. We've started our own trade war today, here now. Today, 34 billion in tariffs go into effect between China. So are you trying to say Star Wars is racist? I don't know. I'm trying to say that maybe something exciting will come out of this, if you if we can start off with a trade war with, with. So you're, are you saying Anakin. Donald Trump is a Sith Lord, <clears throat> or is he the uh, who, who is the uh, <clears throat> Qui Gon the Jin? senator? No, 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 the senator. Palpatine. <clears throat> oh yeah, it is Palpatine, isn't it? Yeah. Who knows? But yeah, so we actually have a trade war starting off today. Interesting to keep news on the uh, keep eyes on the headlines. And the stock market. See what happens. Who's Princess Amidala? Now we have to fill out the whole roles. You realize you started <clears> something <throat> from my my head. I'm like, all right, so now we have to fill, associate people. Oh, with that people. would be Nikki Haley. She's the UN? Yeah. But she, she's not, she's the she's ambassador not getting blockaded, UN. though. But no, she's an ambassador, though. I'm, we're on a diplomatic, I'm on a diplomatic mission from Alderaan. See? There you go. That, that's episode four. You can't skip. 
Oh, so we got to start at the beginning? Yeah, that's what oh, you started man. with the trade word stuff, so you oh, got to go that way. Okay, hold on. So who's Jar Jar? Oh. Did you hear about the poor guy playing? Can Donald Trump be Jar Jar too? Well, I don't know. Did you hear about Ahmad? What's his name? The guy that played Jar Jar? He actually came out saying that he, he seriously contemplated suicide because of the merciless You know what's strange about that, though? Okay, so to get understand this concept of the, the movie business, because you kind of understand the concept. How does a person who whose name wasn't really even associated with the made-up character, the character he played was CGI, mm-hmm. and he made a voice, like Roger Rabbit voice. Mm-hmm. So you couldn't tell it was really him. If you met, like, if you met him at a restaurant... How many? How, what are the chances of knowing that's Jar Jar Binks? The, the the those who would care enough, but I mean, like, are crazy enough to know. Yeah, but I don't think it's enough. Where it was like, at, at least once a time you go out every every day, like you suck, kill yourself. Dick, I got to be honest. In my novel, because I know people hate Jar Jar Binks. I know that. Oh well, yeah, he was an idiot. But in my novel, no, you didn't hear. You didn't you hear the theory. Yeah, he he meant to do it. He was no, a he's a Sith, Sith Lord. Yeah, he's he's the actual Sith. Sith Lord. I think that's my favorite theory about. I don't think the Sith are that creative. But no, I got death threats for killing off a character in my novel from people who sounded pretty darn serious. Well, that's when you do a public statement saying, "Did I?" Well, no, I did. I said I did. Or did I? My own publisher, when when the book was in Galaxy, she called I? me saying, Question. "Wait, he's coming back, right?" I'm like, "No, he's dead." It's the whole point. No, you see, you're not doing you're not doing it right. You're not part of the social media world. You gotta say, "Did I?" Question mark and let that float for a year or two. And people are like, "Is he coming back? Is he not coming back?" I see how to say it. I and did. then you Jacob Ladder everybody, and everyone's like, "Oh man, it was all a dream. I can't believe he's actually dead the whole time." When you say Jacob's Ladder. I I, I think uh, season eight of Dallas. Yeah, yeah. People love that Bob, stuff. Bobby's in the shower. That's why I really can't wait to see the new Roseanne. Because if you remember how much flack Roseanne show got back when it was when it ended, mm-hmm. you know, for the first time, so now I wonder how that because that was pretty pretty bizarre how it ended. Would you agree with that? Yeah, the the original Roseanne. Yeah, where she said uh, it's a show within a show. John, within a show. Where John Goodman's character actually died like years before, and she's been writing as a memoir kind uh-huh, of thing. But then even changing the characters. Yeah, no, I think that's great. I think they should do something very similar. Oh, it's already nine fifty-eight. So we're all we're all over that. We we haven't gotten to local. Well, well stuff guys, yet. if you want to give us your official list of who who play Star Wars characters in today's political, but, and, but it's got to be prequel apparently. Yeah, it so. has to start with the pre. Well, you started with the trade war. I, I we did. started a trade war today. It's got to start did. with then. So who's drinking the the milk from the the monster's breasts? Who's going to be doing that? But no, that's down the line. That's not yeah. a prequel. That's well, a, we can that's still jump ahead. School. Well, then I'm still. I'm still trying to figure out why that happened in that movie. Like, there was literally no point to that. I know. I I thought it was gonna work in somewhere. Like, that's how he feeds. Just imagine being Mark Hamill. You want me to do what with what? Look, I just, (laughs) I just can't get over that. I was like, I, I was really hoping it would come back. I was like, why do we show these cool monsters? Why are we showing us this? And it's that's all like, what? Yeah, I'm I'm with you, buddy. I am with you. Maybe someone has like a fetish or something, and it's like. You know, I would not put that past you. The Star Wars people? No. 9.59 on the dot. Let's go to break. And when we yeah. come back, we're going to have Gina, the tutorer. Yeah, perfect way to segue. Perfect. We'll be right back. <laughs> Business office cleaning is available in the Montgomery County area from Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. With scheduled cleaning surfaces such as floor care, window care, trash collection, restroom disinfection, and stair and elevator cleaning, 
Clean Sweep can service a business one time or on a regular schedule with daily, weekly, and monthly options. Clean Sweep Office Cleaning can be found online at cleansweepofficecleaning.com or by calling 832-689-7996. Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. Take back your time and let us make your office shine. Mornings with Lone Star is sponsored by Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. You're listening to Lone Star Community Radio on 104.5 KCZW LP Conroe and 106.1 KZCC LP Conroe and worldwide on IRLoneStar.com. Business office cleaning is available in the Montgomery County area from Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. With scheduled cleaning surfaces such as floor care, window care, trash collection, restroom disinfection, and stair and elevator cleaning, Clean Sweep can service a business one time or on a regular schedule with daily, weekly, and monthly options. Clean Sweep Office Cleaning can be found online at cleansweepofficecleaning.com or by calling 832-689-7996. Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. Take back your time and let us make your office shine. Mornings with Lone Star is sponsored by Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. Conroe Coffee is a local coffee shop located in the heart of downtown Conroe at 206 North Main Street, Conroe, Texas. Conroe Coffee serves breakfast, lunch, and dinner, along with other treats and coffee. For more information regarding store hours and delivery in downtown Conroe, Conroe Coffee is on Facebook or by telephone at 936-266-7632. We would like to thank Conroe Coffee for being a supporter of Lone Star Community Radio and our morning sponsor with Mornings with Lone Star. From the beginning, the main purpose of the Cooperative Extension Service has been to change human behavior by teaching people how to apply the results of scientific research. By utilizing a holistic, multi-level approach, Extension Family and Community Health Programs encourage health and well-being for everyone, addressing values, concerns, and needs with reliable science-based information. Extension programs help people lead healthier lives. We are Texas A&M AgriLife Extension, helping Texans make their lives better. A Lone Star Community Radio is Montgomery County's radio station with talk, music, weather, and traffic for Montgomery County. Have a question or comment about one of our shows? Want to know how to reach a host? Just contact the station at IRLoneStar.com or call in and leave a message at 936-647-3776. Get involved with your community with Lone Star Community Radio. Conroe Coffee is a local coffee shop located in the heart of downtown Conroe at 206 North Main Street, Conroe, Texas. Conroe Coffee serves breakfast, lunch, and dinner, along with other treats and coffee. For more information regarding store hours and delivery in downtown Conroe, Conroe Coffee is on Facebook or by telephone at 936-266-7632. We would like to thank Conroe Coffee for being a supporter of Lone Star Community Radio and our morning sponsor with Mornings with Lone Star. Hello, welcome back to Morning's Lone Star, Dick and Skippy. Woo. I'm the aforementioned Skippy. The wooer is Dick. Woo. Dick woos. It is 10.03 on the dot, Morning's Lone Star. We are happily and gladly sponsored by Conroe Coffee and Clean Sweep Ops Cleaning. Thank you so much. Already 80 degrees. It's going to go up another 13 degrees to a high of 93. And the official Lone Star weather tree outside my window lets me know that winds are coming out of the east five miles an hour. 
10% chance of rain all day, all night. Tomorrow, it's going to get funky. So uh, wear your brawly and your galoshes. I don't know what that is. You're you're the one that leaves the state of Texas. I don't. I'm gonna take you. We're, we're gonna cross the border one day. Nah. This thing gonna put one toe over into. New I'm Mexico. not going to Louisiana. Dude, my third honeymoon. I'm not. I told you my third I'll go to New Mexico. Passport. I've been thinking about New Mexico because they have a lot of spicy food there. Oh, they do. And in fact, uh, there's this restaurant in Albuquerque called Monroe's, and I know the owners, and they have this chili that's just oh my god. I'm, I actually my, get it like uh, special delivered. My mother just got back from. New Mexico, and she brought me some chi uh, dry chilies so so that I can make some stuff. Are you gonna do that 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 chili spicy thing you were gonna do? You know, like the contest where you can eat each. I want to do that. Are you gonna get that to Dorito that. chip? The single. Oh yeah, they sold out. That they keep selling out of that stuff. Do I need to get one for you? You can try. I just said they keep selling out of them. Well, you gotta check like four times a year because they only make them so many. They only I, make so many. I'm the guy that'll check four times a day for you, Dick. Okay. I would. I would. Find Have you heard one. of this? No. Okay. Well, let's introduce who oh, we're talking about. The right. strange voice on the radio. <laughs> it's we G added a woman Gina. to the Gina. That's Gina. Right. Gina. That's right. Mick Curry. McCurry. Mick Curry. Yes. Okay. I also work it, on phonics. <laughs> well, you know, it's funny. I did take phonics classes for like three years because. You know, I might not look it, but I didn't really understand a lot of things when I was younger. So, <laughs> but you were with Tudor Station, so we'll talk yes. about that. But what were we talking about before we introduced her? What was I asking? The uh, the the spicy Dorito chip. Yeah, have you heard of this? The ghost chip. No. Like the, they little you purchase. It's a corn chip, right? Mixed with the hottest pepper spices, and it's a challenge. You just eat the one chip. Oh. Uh, that's a challenge I will not take. Really? You don't like oh. you don't like spicy things? Oh, my well, mouth can't handle it. They're no. spicy, and no. then there's no. masochistic. <laughs> yeah, one time I had to do habanero with chewing cinnamon uh, Altoids, and that's that's was kind of a dare. Yeah, that didn't work out. Meanwhile, Gina's going well. I know why I got an education. It's too late for some, but uh, well, you can you, save you, the next generation. Are you a retired teacher? Correct. Re-retired. Yeah. Re-retired. So you know kind kids like do. Brooks. You know kids do stupid stuff. It's uh, a, like eat alto cinnamon altoids and chew on habanero peppers. Like that's normal, right? Well, when we were kids, it was just our natural environment. We played on you playgrounds made with your, metal and with leaded paint. Did you stick your uh, tongue on a frozen pole kind of thing? Not in Texas. I will neither <laughs> confirm nor deny that I ever tried that. Because I feel like that really happens. It does. Okay. But I feel like that. Not really to happens. me. Well, not here. <laughs> Nothing ever bad happens here. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> But no, uh, yeah. So the ghost ship. I think I'm gonna look that up real quick. It's... So while Dick looks that up, Gina. Yeah. Welcome to Mornings with Lone Star. <laughs> Thank the, you. The that door you're eyeing nervously. That is the exit, but you can't leave yet. Uh oh. Um. So talk to us about the two tour station here. Yes. And I'm saying T U T O R. <clears throat> I'm enunciating the word two door, so no one thinks I'm saying tutor. Because Dick giggles when he hears words like that. I'm, I'm looking for this chip, man. Okay. So <laughs> talk, talk to us about the tutor station here. Yes. Uh, I am starting uh, tutoring for children mm -hmm. in the Red Caboose here in Conroe, which is uh, a landmark that everybody knows about. And uh, I'm working with kids from pre-K through sixth grade right now in reading, math, writing, uh, anything that they need help with. And then I'm a tutor after school during the school year as well. Awesome. Now, is part of this like to help them? I, I know my daughter, uh, she just graduated 10th grade <clears throat> or, or successfully, but there was a 
is it star tax? What is it nowadays? Star. Star. That her English didn't do too well. And so she went to this a week's worth of tutoring boot camp to re- retake it. So does that help uh, with kids with the standardized testing or is this just curriculum in general? It's a, it's general in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, there could be kids that really need some help uh, as far as reteaching maybe what they had this previous year. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's just to give them some, a little boost for the summer, you know, because a lot of kids lose a lot of learning over the summer. So it's to give them a little help uh, before they start the next school year, give them a little boost and a little bit of enrichment and so but i want to make it fun i want to make it interactive and i want to make it something that the kids really enjoy coming to and that's hence the caboose and so of course one child was very disappointed because it didn't go anywhere when he was there i so. can see that <laughs> well that's what you told him it goes in your mind yes Close he your was eyes. ready <laughs> he's magic word for the what's your name in the magic uh, school bus to just have a caboose so uh, apparently, so you've re-retired re yes. and unretired. So we were talking about the Garth Brooks retirement motif here. Uh, obviously, you were a teacher. So talk to us about like your experience there. Yes, I've uh, taught in the state of Texas for 30 years in public schools. Whoa. Five different school districts in the state of Texas and uh, two private schools. Mm-hmm. And so a total of 33 years. So, wow. Yeah, so I retired from public school. I taught in private school for three years, so hence the 33 years. So I just still feel like I have um, I have a lot left that I want to help and I want to give back to the community, and Conroe is in, lacking in tutoring uh, services. Mm-hmm. So I wanted to be able to give them something that uh, is affordable, it's fun and interactive, and the kids have a good time. Awesome. Well, I have two questions. One's kind of an easy one, and one's a little bit more hardcore. So which Uh-oh. one do you want first? I don't know. <laughs> well, we have a user question. Oh, great. Awesome. Uh-oh. So uh, our, our watcher, Dennis, wants to know what subject you tutor most, math, English, or uh, there's one that... It seems to be that reading is the one that's that's needed the most. Now, is it like speed reading, or is it more no. of just comprehensive... It's comprehension, fluency, uh, sight words, decoding, mm-hmm. uh, just the, uh, the different types of... Uh, Things that you need in order to become a good reader. So, okay, there you go. See, with me, it was always math. I'm just, I'm completely right brain. It's always been everything with me. <laughs> I was well, really good at building stuff. Yeah, what's the it. age limit? Because uh, Dick shows up, could, could he be well, no, or that's, would no, restraining that, that's my ongoing filed? joke with my fiance. I was like, you know, when we have our our children, I'm gonna definitely gonna enroll in school with them, and like, I wonder what the school would do. Like, hey, I'll pay for a book too. And so what I'm doing is I could t- teach myself to actually pay attention and figure this out because I'm probably going to steal their book and try to do it. Well, I had to I had to break down to my daughter the, uh, not too long ago when she's showing me these algebra problems. I said, honey, I got to be honest with you. I'm about to become 53 years old. And once again, another year has passed where I have never, ever used algebra in the real world. Or have I? Oh, you could have. Yeah. I thought it was, and didn't know it. I yeah. thought it was more of critical thinking. Well, that, that's, that's what that thing. taught me. You're also well, talking to a man who's never won a game of chess in his life. So, uh, you know. It's a lot it, of problem solving, a lot of critical thinking skills, a lot of higher higher order thinking skills. This, this explains why we got so hosed in that escape room. Well, I also hit my head. Well, really there was hard. that. Yeah, you did. That really hurt. <laughs> See, <laughs> if you if you'd taken algebra, man, you wouldn't hit your head. Yeah, if, if you'd taken geometry, you would have known to, to, to step 
like to squeeze Ride the in. sine wave Just, underneath the... Okay, yeah. so one question we have uh, is sure. uh, define a caboose for Dick here, because... Oh, goodness gracious. Okay, so... Because it is a caboose, right? It is the a caboose. The Tudor station yes. is, like, literally a caboose. It's a 1963 caboose. We're trying to find some research to find out exactly what line it was on. Okay. Oh, wow. And maybe where it went, where, you know, what's the history behind it? That so is cool. So if anybody knows anything, that would be something that I'd really like to Because you can't miss this thing. No. There's one up on when, Yeah, uh, if you go down Fraser yeah. north, right. northbound. Right. And there's literally a caboose to your right. The kids love to come in and go to the lookout and, yeah. and you know, and see what it was all about. But that's where they um, would have bunks or they'd have rest time for the crewmen and for anyone working on the caboose, and then they would watch the freight. So there's a, even a little place where they used to have a seat where they could see the front and the you know back and watch for anything on the rails so that they can get ready for it. So it's really interesting, but uh, it's really fun. It's been really fun to Does it have AC? Yes, it does. <laughs> okay, I, was just, I don't know what the condition is. Yeah, or... or, yes. or. Well, let's talk about that Child Protective Services would pop up. So otherwise. you were talking about for the summer being kind of the, the idea of doing the tutoring. Now, is this something that's going to be year-round? Yes. And then it's after school, before school. What are the times that my ch- my child can come and get tutored? When you have one? Yeah, well, I mean, I might have one. Oh, okay. All right. You yes. weren't sure about that. Let's be hypothetical, all right? <laughs> I say I have a kid, and I want Ollie, to, are you listening? And I, I, I don't want to spend the time tutoring them because, you know, I'm a horrible father, but I have money. So I can pay you to do it. So when can I take when when this horrible father can drop off their kid? <laughs> oh my goodness! I I am so comfortable around y'all because I've taught first grade for so long, and it just feels like I'm back in the first yeah, grade. Yeah, right. There we go. <laughs> my dogs and babies love me so much. My alpha waves are right on I mean, their level. Uh, the, the, the you know the conversations just split from one thing to another so quickly. Squirrel. <laughs> But no, really, when, when yes. are you available for tutoring? Right. Um, uh, during the school year, I want to be available from 3 o'clock until at least about 7 o'clock so that I can make it more um, more advantageous for parents, you know, if they have after-school activities. And so if there's homework help or if there's test preparation or if there's some reteach or just some enrichment, then I want to be available for them for that all through the school year. Okay. And ladies and gents, we are talking about a lady here who's got 33 years of teaching experience. So obviously beyond the caboose, the physical caboose, what separates the Tudor station from, so you know, you see on Craigslist and everywhere, Tudor, Tudor. So obviously you bring some, some experience there and, and you have a caboose. But what else separates uh, you from, from the others? Um, I would just say that um, my passion is one. Mm. Um my passion for seeing kids uh, learn. Um, I really like watching the light bulbs come on. It's like, oh, I get it. And uh, my whole goal is to support whatever school district they are in to support whatever learning they are having at that time and to give like a uh, uh, comfort net there so that uh, I'm not redoing anything that they're learning at school. I want to be able just to give them enough to where they are successful and they reach their full potential. That's cool. So now time for, it kind of leads into my hardcore question. Uh Uh-oh. Okay, so, you know, I I ran for president last time and tied for third, a distant third. That joke never gets old. No, right? You never know. Uh, Well, I learn something new every day. Well, let's say in 2020, I actually, you never know. I only lost one more state than Mondale lost. 
all I'm saying. Uh, and I need a secretary of education. I believe if I, you know, find an expert in that field. So what, if anything, a lot of people complain about the U.S. education system. I grew up outside of it myself. So obviously you got the experience. What, if anything's wrong with the education system and, and how would you fix it? You know, as a teacher who's been in the trenches for decades. That's a, she's not allowed to answer this question. You know that, right? Huh? No, how would, how would you make it better? Because I'm sure she puts it into her, uh, uh, her training. You know, she's a okay, passion earlier. True. It's a safe question. If you don't want to answer, you don't have yeah, to. Yeah, yeah. I'm not trying to get political or anything. I'm just, you know, obviously you <laughs> sure, know what Sean. works and what doesn't. Um, I guess what I see is um, there's limitations as far as for classroom teachers. You know, there there are so many children that they have in a classroom. Mm -hmm. Okay. And some of the special services that, that we have that we can offer them, you know, reaches the ones that need it the most. So there's always a group that might not uh, get the services they need, but they just need another little boost to get mm -hmm. to that next level. So I would say uh, just having more resources available for classroom teachers, uh, more aides, more um, uh, personnel in order to offer those services so that all children that need it can receive it. Awesome. See, is that's that what, okay? I, that, I, <laughs> you couldn't give a wrong answer if you wanted to because you've been there. My, my philosophy is to surround myself by people way smarter than me who are experts in their fields to find out what, if, and that's why I was saying, if anything is broken, you know, I don't even know if it's broken or not. Um, but great answer. Jake, do you concur? <laughs> well, I'm trying to convince Holly we just ship off the kid so I don't have to worry about it. Like my school in England would. Yeah, you just ship them off. Yeah, like, right. see you, I'll send them birthday cards. <laughs> Yeah, five dollars or you know, birthday. You know Harry Potter's fiction, right? They're not going to come back as wizards. Oh man! Sorry, sorry, man. <laughs> Bursted his bubble. I know, oh. right? So, <laughs> talk to, so people want to obviously bring their kids to you now. How do they get in touch with you? you have phone number, website, Facebook yes, page. Yes, I do. I have a Facebook page. Mm -hmm. They can find it at Tudor Station, or they can call me at nine three six five three seven three five zero three. And I also have uh, an email mm -hmm. that's tutorstation1616 at gmail.com. And uh, I would be happy to speak with them and schedule a pre-assessment. And then we can go from there and see what we need to do to help them. Awesome. Well, this is Gina McCurry here that we've been talking to with Tutor Station. Uh, great information here. So she's available in a caboose. <laughs> uh, you know, I, no, seriously, your kids need all the draws they can. Right. You know, I don't want to go to the stupid house. You want to go to the caboose? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we want to go now. We want to go play with a horn or whatever is in a caboose. I don't know. Wait, is there a horn? Let's Not go find that out. I have found. See, you should have said, <laughs> find out. Uh, come see. Yeah, see? But if there were a horn, we'd be there, right? Well, I mean, you could hear it. Yeah. And so, yeah, I get drawn to it. I get drawn to horns. Well, I have an air horn in my glove box. We'll do <laughs> <laughs> we'll pretend uh but so you can email well we're gonna podcast this so do, do look at this but call her uh, tutor station gina mccurry at 936-537-3503 or hit her up on tutor station that's t-u-t-o-r 1616 at gmail.com gina thanks so much for Thank hanging out with us and, and trying to educate us best you can here i want you to work on that rap conjunction uh Conjunction Junction. The Conjunction Junction rap. Yeah, I remember, yeah, I remember that I one. Can, yeah, that, that's what we need to bring back, honestly, is Schoolhouse, is Schoolhouse rock. rock. Does he even know about that? He has yeah, no I know idea. about it. You oh, know okay. About it. <laughs> Do you think I learned anything, though? Come on. 
Wash, my theater actually put on Schoolhouse Rock live a few years ago when the kids right. ate it up. Yeah. Who was the bill? Uh, Milo Michelle was the bill. Okay, you probably made that up. <laughs> no, you're, listening, you're listening to Morning's Lone Star, IRLoneStar.com. We're going to take a quick break here, so we'll be right back. Thanks, guys. Don't forget to download the Lone Star Community Radio app from your Google Play or Apple Store. Bring Montgomery County's Community Radio with you anywhere with your smartphone or tablet. If you are in the Conroe area, tune in on FM. That's Conroe's FM 104.5, 106.1. If you are on the computer, bookmark IRLoneStar.com as your internet radio station. A Lone Star Community Radio. Broadcasting 24-7 from the heart of downtown Conroe, Texas. An estimated 1 in 10 births will result in a neonatal intensive care stay, also known as the NICU. Overnight, a family can find themselves and their newborn baby in a critical situation. The Mila Foundation financially and spiritually assists families in need. If you would like to volunteer or become a monthly sponsor, please visit us at www.themilafoundation.org. Again, that's www.themilafoundation.org, because every life matters. Business office cleaning is available in the Montgomery County area from Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. With scheduled cleaning surfaces such as floor care, window care, trash collection, restroom disinfection, and stair and elevator cleaning, Clean Sweep can service a business one time or on a regular schedule with daily, weekly, and monthly options. Clean Sweep Office Cleaning can be found online at cleansweepofficecleaning.com or by calling 832-689-7996. Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. Take back your time and let us make your office shine. Mornings with Lone Star is sponsored by Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. For those of you who like your partners, your gumbo, and your music salty, well, we're here to help with the music. Julian Shea here, host of Lone Star Country Nights Thursday, your weekly dose of roots and Americana and all the music that makes this part of the country special. We stir in western swing, honky-tonk, Zydeco, Texas blues, outlaw country, and put a pinch of red dirt, and then we smoke it over a slow fire. Then listen to the results Thursday nights on Conroe's 104.5 and 106.1 and worldwide at IRLoneStar.com. Conroe Coffee is a local coffee shop located in the heart of downtown Conroe at 206 North Main Street, Conroe, Texas. Conroe Coffee serves breakfast, lunch, and dinner, along with other treats and coffee. For more information regarding store hours and delivery in downtown Conroe, Conroe Coffee is on Facebook or by telephone at 936-266-7632. We would like to thank Conroe Coffee for being a supporter of Lone Star Community Radio and our morning sponsor with Mornings with Lone Star. Welcome back. Yeah. <laughs> 10:23 Lone Star Community Radio Mornings Lone Star broadcasting from the LSCR Studios in downtown Conroe, Texas on Facebook Live, YouTube Live. Thank you to the Tudor Station stopping by. Let us know their services are available. You have a cool poster thing. I do. Uh, I'm that has up. more info on it. So read that like what what what, what time Tudor she Station. Open? Okay, she's in the little red caboose at 1616 North Fraser Street in uh, Conroe. 
right now opening june 18th so they're open from nine is it got classes from nine to ten ten to eleven so forth and so on from till 4 p.m pick a day pick a time you can review reteach enrich private or small groups uh from two to three students up for the same group and uh closed on holidays but there's a fall schedule starting daily from 3 to 7 p.m you get discounts this is great you can keep the kids happy you know we kind of made fun of in, in england i only got like two weeks off for summer but i couldn't you know we forgot nothing and here in america you get three months off people forget so call 936-537-3503 or go to uh, uh hit her up on tutorstation1616 gmail.com or just look her up on facebook that was gina mccurry and if she's listening still just let you know the dick is snickering every time we say the word tutor mm-hmm. yeah that's true but now we have Kristen Bayes. We have Kristen Bayes in the elect. Judge, judge elect. That very good. All right. We're, I'm afraid. I'm learning I, him. He corrects me every he single said, time. Can you just get in there already ju- so I don't have to keep messing He's it like, up? He's like the soon to be judge elect. I'm like, no, she is the judge elect. Oh, soon man. to be judge. judge. Five months, 27 days of, of putting up with that. And then you can go to a big. Then can I just go? Hold on. Do, do, does everybody have to call you judge or is that only in the courtroom? Everybody has to call me judge. Yeah, it's always. in the rule book. Uh, I, I'm just curious. <laughs> like, I know there's a respect only. thing about it, but I figured it was only in the in the courtroom. Oh, I sucked up early. I called her your your honor from like you know 2015 on. So, and I'm loving your shirt. Nice I, shirt. I just this whole thing. I just I just picked it out of the the <laughs> oh. drawer today. Well, happened. I stole like 30 of them. I only felt it was proper. I should wear one from time <laughs> to time. That's because you don't have to wash them, right? I know. Yeah. <laughs> But so there's two things. I saw Star Wars. He saw Baby Driver. I or did tell. I? Or did I? Well, you're playing the music. I was like, I could have yes. cheated. Yeah, no, I saw it. I watched it. Okay. I, I he hated it. it though. But he's like, I'm gonna lie to her when she comes in here and to say how great it was. Dude, her, her in her monologue. I am so in her monologue. So out of no, we we we, we we can deconstruct this one because I thoroughly enjoyed it. I, I didn't see it, so don't deconstruct. Oh yeah, it. I'm gonna I'm gonna give you every spoiler oh, in the in the yeah, book there spoiler is. Spoiler alert, friend. Um, Technically, did you know awesome. this was let, let me guess. He's a baby. He's a big old cry baby. No, 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 no. It's, it's his name. I know. Just see if we had tickets, uh, tickets to give away. I'd do the trivia question. What's his real name? I know. I know. Well, I yeah, know, you know, know, you've seen this movie three thousand times. I can't believe y'all support a movie with Kevin Spacey in it. Okay, we're not supporting <laughs> a movie with Kevin Spacey in it. We were just pretending it was someone else. We were That's pretending right. it. Was, we were pretending it was um, uh, Samuel L. Jackson. all quiet i'm the only one laughing <laughs> <laughs> well i ate tacos and my body's just not agreeing with them right now so i'm trying to be as quiet as possible you know i, I got i got a couple of extra heroes you know in case you wanted one of our tacos that we talk about well now after well, i just now. said yeah <laughs> well no I, these are the bacon t- i've had mine and they're they're sitting with me just jake yeah. so anyhow so you got five months to go until you, five, you, five months 27 days <laughs> three hours 16 minutes but right. who's counting <laughs> If you think we don't Google ourselves every day, you're on drugs. Uh, so what are you doing to prepare for it? I am doing so many things to prepare for it. Okay. So I've just been absolutely running around, running amok. It's it's really, it's been a lot of fun. So I'm putting together, I've, I've met with some of the judges, mm-hmm. and we've talked about the things that would be very helpful for the court, um, ways for us to cooperate one with the other so that we can really keep things moving for the people of Montgomery County. And Is this like a transition team? Yeah, it's not a transition team. These are the people that are already over there, and I'm going to come and be part of their team, and we're all just working together on how we're going to set up the scheduling for the 284th from here on out. 
and how that's going to play with some of the other courts so that we can be available for one another when that's needed. So we're doing a lot of that, um, doing a lot of things related to kind of configuring the court and, you know, creating more space for attorneys. So if there's any attorneys listening out there, that well space is about to have bigger tables than those which seat two. If you're not a lawyer, you're thinking, okay, so that's like a really big deal. When you're trying a big case and you got tons of boxes and notebooks and file folders and all kinds of stuff, these little uh, tables that are in there are very, very small. So we're going to kind of try to create some more space so that attorneys can spread out a little bit more and try their cases. Um, there's also some things I've been doing with regard to what next year's budget's going to look like. We've got some surprises in store, and it's all good. But it's just it's been a constant project. I've been drafting up some standing orders and just kind of getting counts about what's going on in the court and making some plans about how to get things moving. Now, all of your, your listeners are probably right now writing in and saying, is she ever going to stop talking? So I'm done. That's all I'll tell you about the uh, management well, of the court. My, <laughs> my suggestion to you to have speed it up is don't use names. Just use numbers. Okay. Well, so like, like for everybody, 17. like your bailiff person, he didn't have a name. He's like number two. No, you got to have Rusty the bailiff. Is it really Rusty? No, 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 no. People's court, Rusty. He's been no. like the bailiff there for eighty-six years. We'll just call him Rusty then. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's, that's a what, good what, idea. Yeah, yeah. He'll well, be like, you know, I did have. I was in a jury pool one time. I've done it one time. It was recently, and it was for a custody case. And that could have gone a lot smoother. That could have gone a lot faster. I felt like it was. It could. Well. Yeah, you know that that's something that you can say. So think about that. This this was my idea about it. Well, this is my idea because this one was very specific with the questions they asked. You can tell the both lawyers were trying to figure it out. Why couldn't they each have ten questions and they put it on a piece of paper for everybody and you fill it out and make them simple answers, yes, no, kind of thing, and oh. then and you just put the jury number on it and then you turn them in because there was at one point they were looking. You can't at, look them in the eye. Well, I mean, like, cause there's a lot of them because, like, two of them focus on if you have kids or not. That was a big factor in, like, them choosing a jury. Well, I don't have kids. Don't you? We covered that. You want to send you your sure? child, your imaginary child to Hogwarts. Just heard that. So. Well, yeah. Well, yeah. you know, I can play my mind, but <laughs> I'm talking about, you know, them find, trying to find the right person to be on their jury panel. Mm-hmm. I felt like if they just asked us 20 questions, each of them get 10, <laughs> they could have smoothed out half the list. Because we had we had women crying and dads crying in this like jur- jury selection, I was like, man, this is a lot more important than I thought it was. Because <laughs> these people were crying about it. Okay, I'm first, talking about the jury members, not the right. Not, I'm just gonna tell you, you were so obsessed with your jury experience. You know, we talked about this last yeah, week. Yeah, I'm you still must th- think about this a lot. Well, so. I'm thinking about how to make it better. Because well, okay. I knew you were coming in. Well, well, all right. So let's talk. Here's about the thing: that. I uh, I got called into these auditions. I'm going to be playing the foreman. Juror number one in an upcoming production of Twelve Angry Men, so that'll you should come up be one of the jurors in this in this show. Yeah, but I mean, because I felt like I was useless during that whole thing. Yeah, you, sure you were. I didn't fit the mold what they were looking for at all. Like I'm telling zero. you, you know, my thing is I really want to be on a jury one day. I feel very strongly about it, but no one will have me. <laughs> well, it's oh, you actually well, read the newspapers? Ooh, well, sorry. it's it's kind of I, I like I said I only done it one time after about. 45 minutes of them asking certain questions like I know what they're looking for kind of an idea mm-hmm. so you should get an idea after about an hour like alright mm-hmm. let me just answer it so I know what they're looking for 
Did you just, oh, I thought you just turned off my mic. It's like, what did I do? That's me. <laughs> oh, you turned off your mic. Okay. So you had your one jury experience. Yeah. Have you ever been like in a lawsuit? Like, be, have you ever been deposed? No. Never? Well, that's Never. good. That speaks well of you. Yeah. Well, no, no, no. Hold on now. I don't, I, don't, I don't associate myself with people. No, I'm just kidding. Well, uh, you kind of do, but anyway. Yeah. No, I was uh, I was in three rounds of depositions in Los Angeles uh, when I sued uh, uh, a major network and a major production company for stealing something that I wrote, and that was the most insane experience in my life. They shoved a camera in my face. It was total intimidation. So I, I'm I'm kind of freaking out. So the first like 20 minutes, they're asking me questions, and I'm just answering like like nobody's business. My attorney finally says, "Hey, let's take about five minute break," and and. We take a break. He's like, dude, you were telling them everything they want to hear. Just, and he did the old trick. Do you know what time it is? I said, yeah, it's 312. He's like, that's not what I asked. I asked, do you know what time it is? And so I actually, I actually got sick during this thing. They were so intense uh, on me. Did not like those experiences at all. So yeah, pity me. But yeah, look up Thompson v. NBC at all and you'll see my lawsuit. Wait, what is it? Well, you got to look on yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure it's public record. Thompson versus NBC, NBC Universal, and others. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's where we had the uh, the. Uh, I guess it. What, is it ex parte when the lawyers asked to meet you in a parking lot away from everybody else? <laughs> well, that's not ex parte, but that is a little unusual. Oh, it was. That's when I had the NBC uh, uh, guys ask my lawyer to meet us outside, and they're like, "We don't even know this this guy." It, it was funny. I had my own little <laughs> deep throat moment. Yeah. Yeah, pretty much anything that's happening out in a parking lot or a parking garage when you're in an adversarial context, uh-huh. you probably need to have Rusty the bailiff or at least a bodyguard present. Well, I had my lawyer Just with me. Thought. I had right. my lawyer with that'd me. That'd be kind of funny, though. It's like, I don't talk in garages. Sorry. We can talk somewhere else. <laughs> no, no, this is cool. Was, I'm telling you, I had my own little deep throat moment there. You know, <laughs> I want to go out and buy sunglasses and a black trench coat just so I could, you know, act, act the part. Well, okay. You no, know, that was it for me. So that was that was my legal. Yeah. Well, because I, I, one thing I will say about having so many people running for judge in the studio, that is a common deal where they're always trying to figure out how to streamline the process. Mm-hmm. Where it'd be like, oh, don't you don't have to transport them here. We can just do it via satellite and it, for certain things, not like the whole case or whatever. Right. But, you know, that's what I was thinking as a juror. is like, how do you make this go by smoother? Because that was an all-day thing. And, like, from probably the first three minutes, I felt like I wasn't doing anything. Well, okay, so it's funny because you mentioned that given like 10 questions, have them fill them out. Now, the problem with just doing written responses to questions is you don't get the people who are crying. And you learn a lot about somebody who is moved to tears by something that has just been said. So it, there's still a value to having the, uh, the interaction no, 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 verbally. I, I, I didn't mean that's how they choose. It's more of no, the no. first initial way. Yeah, it's yeah. like, please answer these questions because – I mean, for that specific case, it might be easy to ask questions because, like, do you have children? Yeah. Do you have custody of children that aren't yours? And things like that. Because right. they kept asking questions like that, and I was like, no, no, no. Raise your hand, no. Like, the whole time I was like, man, this is, I'm useless here. But are <laughs> but you are you a child of a family that had a custody? <laughs> you know, that kind of stuff. And I was, and that's why I go, I feel like these could be asked at the beginning, and then it's like, all right, these jury people can leave because they clearly didn't answer any of the questions we all, but we both wanted. Yeah, well— 
and and you know there's there's ways that you can kind of work around that but let me tell you what you suggested is actually something that scott brister who ultimately made his way to the texas supreme court that's what he used to do when he was a trial court judge down in houston is he would have the attorneys he wouldn't have the 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 jurors answer the questions on paper but he'd have the attorneys submit questions he would give the attorneys like 15 minutes i think 15 minutes aside to ask questions of the jurors but the questions had to be on that list. And so he really reined everybody in, and his board hour process was like this 30-minute process. But, you know, it, it really it worked really effectively. So kind of reining in the lawyers on, here's what we're going to be talking about with these jurors, and here's what we're not going to be talking about, and here's how long you get to talk about it. So choose And a judge wisely. has the ability to set those sure. rules in his or her court. Sure. Are uh, potential jurors under board hour, are they um, under oath? They are not, but they kind of are. Okay. They're basically just seated without being under oath, but the idea is that if anything untoward happens, you immediately bring them up, put them under oath, and and untoward, I, I mean, I'm being a little dramatic there. No, I, mean, I, I like it. No one uses that word anymore. <laughs> well, I just used it. There you go. Twice. But um, sometimes you'll have a, a, a juror who will say, well, I've kind of got this issue with thus and such. And what's going to happen procedurally, kind of the backstage thing, is all the other jurors are going to leave at the sort of the end of the board hour. And then some of these jurors who gave questions that were untoward will be asked to come to the bench. And then they have to give more precise answers to more direct questioning. Because the idea is that if those jurors already have a bias and they just can't listen to the evidence and be fair about it, then they get excused for cause, that's mm -hmm. the legal term, and the judge excuses them. So it, there's actually like this little subplot thing going on that you don't even see. What if a potential juror like flat out lies during voir dire? Let's say, you know, Dix says, oh, yeah, I've, I've got custody of kids. I have kids, yeah, blah, 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 blah. And blah, just blah. flat out lies, and then during the, it gets on the jury, and then during the trial, it comes out in some way, shape, or form. Okay, so that's, that's kind of the plot of a, a John Cusack movie related to gun control, I'm just saying. Is it really? Out there. It really is. I can't remember what that movie's called, but John Cusack Jury, That's he, he's a big gun control person, and he Not Runaway Jury, is it? The Christian? I don't know. Oh, okay. I don't remember the name. But anyway, so that's actually the plot of a movie. There's that. But um, if, it, number one, it's really unlikely to come out. So there's that reality of the situation. But number two, if it does come out, that's a reason that the juror would be excused, perhaps in big trouble with the district attorney's office you know there, there may be some problems there which is why our jury boxes have seats for 13 people but our juries are only 12 because sometimes things happen um it's i've never actually seen where some juror has lied like john cusack and comes out and it's suddenly this big hubbub but what does happen is sometimes jurors get sick or a family member becomes ill and they can no longer attend the trial or whatever so you can excuse one of your jurors and you don't end up with a mistrial I'd hate to be the 13th juror because I'd be the guy that spent like the last six weeks mentally playing Tetris in my head. And then I hear, juror 13, what? What What do you think? You're up. Yeah. <laughs> Kill him. <laughs> Just come up. With that's, that's, that's your reaction. Just, Just say that in Fort Dyer, you will never be juror 13 or 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, or 11, or 12. Well, that's what I'm saying. I could. You'll be out. I, I'm not saying me, but I can imagine an alternate reality where my evil twin would say something. It is runaway jury, by the way. Is it runaway jury? Okay. Yeah, Brett. Just, uh, 
I'm I'm right. I'm assuming, I'm thinking Brett's right. That's why. <laughs> if Brett puts it out there, Brett won't put anything to his name unless he's he's had it verified. By who though? Who's Brett's verification? Funkin' Wagnalls. Okay, I don't know who that is. I know. Put that in your. Wait, you ta- are you are you talking about the weather? Nope. There's a storm coming. I know. Okay. See, that's how you respond to it. Just making sure. Yeah. No, Funkin' Wagnalls is an encyclopedia. Are you, are you allowed to curse on the air? Funk, funk with okay. an N. All right. And then and laughing, Ronan Martin's laughing. They would always say, "Put that in your Funkin' Wagnalls." Okay. Yeah. All right. All right. All right. Yeah. Hey, we we talked legal stuff. Have we, have we gotten through all the legal? Oh, let's talk about SCOTUS. Why? Let's what? talk about Baby Driver. But okay, all right. <laughs> Welcome back for Baby Driver. Why Why do we still have that? Why do we still have a Supreme Court? Yeah, I feel like it's kind of outdated. <laughs> There's just a lot to unpack there, Dick. Where Where should we begin? Um, so well, I mean, you feel I Chuck Meyer I, rolling the, in his grave right now, and he's not but, even dead. No, yet. in reality, the only, the only thing I get confused is every time this situation ever comes out, because it rarely happens, and it's not like every day we replace a Supreme Court judge. But it's like the world or the United States is just like, oh, we're unhinged now. We don't know what's going to happen. This is going to shape us for the next 3,000 years. And Okay, so so Brett, you're going to have to help out with Funk and Wagnalls and tell us which president, because I don't remember, but I think maybe Herbert Hoover. I'm going to just stick my neck out and say I think that's who it was, but it may have been earlier than that. Brett will know. He will let us know. There is a, a process called court packing that there was a president who created. And the whole idea was, I'm gonna install my my peeps onto the Supreme Court. There they will sit with their lifetime appointments and no reductions in salary, basically until they die at yeah. the bench. And so I will just get some young folks who are totally on my team, totally on my side, totally support my policies. And FDR, we'll that's up. what Brett said. Thank you, Brett. Thank you. Good thing you're here, man. You're right. <laughs> but that's, that's where this whole concept came from. Well, it has lingered. So we, we still have this idea of we have the conservative justices, we yeah. have the liberal justices. And wait a minute, some of the guys that were supposed to be conservative are now leaning more liberal. I mean, but it's all stems well, back Well, because the mandate, the Obamacare mandate, that surprised a lot of people when— mm-hmm. Roberts. Uh, Roberts, who is conservative, voted on the side that's saying, yeah, it's not a tax, and allowed Obamacare, the ACA, like to go through. Well, yeah, yeah. it was. In my well, I say that with all my jurisprudence degrees on the wall behind me, <laughs> but that 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 shocks some people. And Kennedy was frequently a swing vote, mm-hmm. and he sure was. which is funny because of the three. Uh, who yesterday we're talking was six, and I've got it down to three. Two of them actually clerked for Kennedy. So how important is that in, in kind of uh, the, the selection whether, process? Whether they clerked for Kennedy, uh huh. Um, when clerking well, for the I think judge that you may one day replace. Well, people who have clerked for Supreme Court justices are basically a cut above the rest of us. By the way, Supreme Court justices have a tendency to have attended Harvard or <laughs> Yale, and maybe it's time for us to you know, aim for people that are more of the people who are really brilliant legal minds. I'm just going to throw the out— The Aggies? You know, I can, I can throw out a name, but you know, Nathan had gotten a lot of in trouble when he, uh, when he did that with a friend of his, but there is a—, a Justice in Texas, who has moved into the federal courts, who I'm just thinking maybe if Donald Trump is listening today, just a thought. But Stranger things have happened. I know, but see, now I've got all these rules about how I can't endorse, so I can't say his name. But anyway. It's a him. We're getting close. Okay, we're knocked We're knocked in. Now. in. <laughs> but anyway, with that What's being said. What does it rhyme with? <laughs> Hillett. 
Um, so it, clerking for a Supreme Court justice is the people who get to do that are few and far between. They tend to be a real cut above the rest of us peons. And so as a result, they're going to be on a track that's pretty much going to take them either back to the Supreme Court. I think Court it should be random. Die. Just absolute random. Well, yes, you're thinking it should be like the Are Pope with white and black smoke. Yeah. You want to. I just see you where it, just see what happens. The just, selection just process see what the happens. Supreme okay. Court. Well, let's go back to the previous topic. I've, if I've got a, if I'm on trial and I need a jury, I want them to be asked three thousand questions each to make sure they're on my side. I don't but want a little you. ten question. Not you, Dick. You're all. Hey, <clears throat> let's just pull a name out of a hat. And Why well, wouldn't let them have apply. lifetime? It's not like they're selecting a new actor to play the you doctor. Have, you have to amend the Constitution if you don't want them to have lifetime appointments. Well, I mean, we've done it before. Well, this, this is true. So, this is that, true. that means nothing to me. <laughs> if, it's, if it's happened before, it's not hard to do again. Let's, let's start a movement. We're going to, to amend the Constitution to say the Supreme Court ceases to exist, or in the alternative, we will randomly select people to say Well, it has changed you, over well, the years. Let, it hasn't always been nine people. It's been like 13 and five. and I mean, it's been so, all over. Let me ask you as person who's in that world when have you seen the supreme court or has it ever happened where it was so wrong or it was clearly influenced or anything like that um so there are examples that will lead us into the world of politics and okay so you you think politics does have a hand in supreme court decisions i I think that it does but I, i i don't think it's politics and this is my opinion, and there are plenty of folks who disagree with me. They're wrong, but they do disagree with me. <laughs> but I don't think it's politics the way we think of politics, like conservative, liberal. I think it's more about how do we take care of the people of this country with a decision that's going to last for decades, if not forever? How do we sort of manage the expectations of people now against the framework of the legal system so that we can come up with a ruling that withstands the test of time and doesn't yeah. cause riots. So I think that their politics is really less about candidates and legislation and more about how do we take care of the people when we're long gone and dead? What will our opinions do? Well, what do you think is going to come in the next, say, 15, 20 years with with the Supreme Court? What kind of scenario are they going to face that does have that kind of impact? Well, anything that's a hot-button issue is going to have that kind of Well, like, what's a hot-button issue today? we got bathrooms that's always coming around. I I say, and again, with all, don't snicker too hard at my pretending to be knowing anything about the law, but the Supremacy Clause versus the 11th Amendment. Mm -hmm. uh, I think that's got to hit the Supreme Court soon. I think you're right. The Supremacy Clause states that if there's a state law and a federal law that are loggerheads with each other, federal law always wins. But the 11th Amendment states... Only if the federal law is based on the original framers' view of what the federal government could make laws on. And so <clears throat> the whole immigration thing or sanctuary cities, states fight, or, or marijuana, states fighting federal yeah. law. If, if it's determined, you know, supremacy, am I right on this? Oh, I think you're absolutely right on this. I mean, I think that, that all of the, the states, Oklahoma being one of them, a very conservative state that have legalized marijuana— we have federal laws that say marijuana is not legal. It is a crime to possess, to sell, to whatever. And we've got states where they have said, no, we disagree. We think this is all right, and we're going to make it legal, and it's allowed. And so these things are happening. So at some point in time, somebody, some poor somebody, is going to be the test case 
on whose law controls. Is that a state's right issue? Is that a federal issue? And what it'll come down to is it's going to come down to the decision of nine people, nine people for the entire country, and that decision is going to tell us whose law wins. And think about the lasting implications well, that's going to have. What's even stranger about that, I would say most of the time when they come down to a ruling, I don't understand it. Like well, when you try to read their papers, I was like, see, this isn't meant for me. Like this is <laughs> meant for Kristen, like not for me. I don't understand this. Because like, I kind of understood the cake thing, kind of because they weren't ruling on the cake. They were ruling on the the intent of the artist. Like, you can't force an artist mm-hmm. to do something. Well, the, I, I thought the ruling was more on how the business was treated. Um, See, and let me tell you, what y'all are demonstrating is exactly real- why is, I'm is not— no, no, no. Total lack no, of understanding. It's, it's exactly why cases continue along the same lines as something the Supreme Court has decided, because there's disagreements about what the real key import of that case is. Because I get, I get there's it. a legal angle to things. Like, I went about accusing this person wrong, in the wrong way. Like, there's a right way to do it and a wrong way to do it in certain type of cases. But, like, to me, that's not answering the, the moral question. It's more of, oh, you just... You brought the wrong piece of paper on this date wrong, so sorry, we can't do this anymore. Yeah, there's a whole lot of that that happens at the courthouse. Well, I know. That's I'm, not I, very I really, That's why you pay more money for a better lawyer because they, they don't make that kind of mistake, hopefully. Mm-hmm. Right? Is that why you pay more money? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I did. Um, so final legal question from me. Uh, the 25 years baby gets at the end of the movie. Is that realistic? No. And it's five. He gets five. Well, hey, well, come on. No, no, We're going to do it a break. Like, we'll, we'll talk about this off. I don't want other people okay. to know about this. Okay. <laughs> it's, all, it's, it's, it's two years old. We can talk about it now. All right. That's true. <laughs> We're out of the spoiler zone. All right. You're listening to Morning's Lone Star. We got to take a quick break. Well, quick break. Quick break. Okay. We'll be right back. Conroe Coffee is a local coffee shop located in the heart of downtown Conroe at 206 North Main Street, Conroe, Texas. Conroe Coffee serves breakfast, lunch, and dinner, along with other treats and coffee. For more information regarding store hours and delivery in downtown Conroe, Conroe Coffee is on Facebook or by telephone at 936-266-7632. We would like to thank Conroe Coffee for being a supporter of Lone Star Community Radio and our morning sponsor with Mornings with Lone Star. We have the safest food supply in the world. Strict laws and regulations restrict the usage of hormones, antibiotics, and pesticides within our food supply. Production agriculture practices and technologies such as the use of GMOs, which is not any more or less risky than conventional crop production, has allowed American farmers to produce more food on less acres in environmentally sound ways. Find out more online at pathtoplate.tamu.edu. We are Texas A&M AgriLife Extension, helping Texans make lives better. Business office cleaning is available in the Montgomery County area from Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. With scheduled cleaning surfaces such as floor care, window care, trash collection, restroom disinfection, and stair and elevator cleaning, Clean Sweep can service a business one time or on a regular schedule with daily, weekly, and monthly options. Clean Sweep Office Cleaning can be found online at cleansweepofficecleaning.com or by calling 832-689-7996. Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. Take back your time and let us make your office shine. Mornings with Lone Star is sponsored by Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. 
All right, welcome back. We only got a couple more minutes with Kristen Bays. You're listening to Mornings with Lone Star, IRLoneStar.com, and Connors FM, 104.5, 106.1. All right. So any more questions for Kristen over here? Well, she was starting to tell me, okay, so being a baby driver, and he, he's like, he gets caught up in all these bank heists, although he is a willing participant. And at the end, he face, faces the music. And How'd he get caught? Well, he well, and his girlfriend are, are kind of driving. They come out against a roadblock, and he decides to, you know, not run. Not run. Yeah. He well, says, before that, when I mean, you know, it's it's like a what thirty-five minute sequence, so it's mm-hmm. involved. It's involved, but the people last die, does not go including well. law enforcement officers. And so he's at the end because everyone starts testifying on his behalf, saying what a sweet guy he is. Like he stole my car, but he gave me my purse first, and he apologized. You know, in reality, is like SOB stole my car. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Um, What's an SOB? No, <laughs> standard operating business. Nice. Um, thank nice you. Save. Thank you. You like that? He's he's sentenced to twenty five years with parole and fine. Yes, and he gets it. Or does he? Oh, it's very dreamlike at the end. Yes. So twenty five years for all that because I mean cops got killed. Yes, and and so did lots of of people that we would care less about in the court system in the sense that they were his co-conspirators mm-hmm. you know they were perpetrators themselves and they had killed people and done bad things so the the police officers and yeah and and remember this whole thing it was a robbery at the end we we, we did banks mm-hmm. but it was a robbery at the end of the post office mm-hmm. which was a very clever twist but anyway so we're talking about federal institutions and even if we banish the Supreme Court of the United States, there will still be a a federal agency that will look well, harshly. You just got to look at like Kylo Ren, just burn it, just forget it, burn we're, it all. We're, we're going all Kylo Ren and the yeah. That's how we need it. That's, that's how we need to handle it. Let's get Indiana Jones. He can just shoot the people who are trying to be all clever with their their swords. Oh, speaking of Indiana all. Jones, you came up with that headline today that they got a new wasp or something in yeah. South America. They, found, like they found a new wasp. A giant in the Amazon. wasp. And has a lot as a largest stinger, new species. There's reasons mm. to be afraid to leave the house. Look, nature is just God's way of and saying, "Hey, I want to kill you." There you go. See, more time for Baby Driver. <laughs> did you like it? Did you love it? Oh, I did. Technically, I want to watch it again. I bought it off Amazon Prime, so it's okay. Because oh, no you, one had the DVD. I was really upset about that. I don't think they make DVDs anymore, man. They're they're just as obsolete as the Supreme Court. Of yeah, the United States. we know. We know. According to Dick. Oh, I you know I was just, Chuck Meyer's gonna walk in here and like yell at you, man. Well, I think it's fun. To, I think it's fun what they do, but that's for like legal people. I mean, I, like I said, half the time I hear, I'm like, I don't really get it, but sure. You're well, breaking my heart, man. It's not for legal people. It's for <laughs> all of us as citizens. But that's okay. That's all right. We'll just amend the Constitution, abolish them completely, or just pick randomly. I mean, Donald Trump is president, so I mean, anything can happen. Anything can happen. <laughs> And, and honestly, and I know we're like running out of time. I wonder how often the Supreme Court has reversed it because every time there's a uh, uh, a vacancy, well, like, like Roe v. Wade is the is the big one. Oh my God, is this everything's going to fall? But how often has this? Uh, obviously, Dred Scott. Yeah. And Brown uh, versus Board. Huh? Brown versus Board. And the because the, there's a constitutional amendment for prohibition, and then they had to do another constitutional amendment to undo. The constitutional amendment on prohibition beyond that or have there been any flat-out reversals well no not really i mean here's the thing 
is what the Supreme Court tends to take. They don't have to take your your appeal except in certain cases. And what I'm thinking here is Bush v. Gore. They had mm-hmm. to take that. But these cases make their way up through the system. The Supreme Court can decide whether it's an issue of sufficient importance that they need to weigh in, if it's an issue that has become very controversial and they need to straighten things out. But the point is, by the time they get it and they take it, they're probably going to give us some new rendition of law, and that may involve reversing prior cases. They tend to give lip service, and this is the lawyer stuff, Dick, but they tend to pay lip service to, now we're not overruling Smith v. Jones, we're just disapproving of its application in this case. They say lofty things like that, which is really them saying, we're not going to be doing that anymore. Let's hmm. start doing it this way. So there's there's some coded stuff in there. I mean, it's okay to be wrong. I wouldn't know. Uh, yeah. Once, well, I, once I thought I was wrong, but I wasn't. But I'm well, cool. Thank you very much. I'll be playing all week. It is 1056 yeah, on the Doc Mornings Lone Star. We got to go. Chris on says, good to see you. Come back. We can, we can spend the whole time talking about Star Wars. Okay. No, we'll, we'll talk more about Baby Driver. Not. What? No, dude, you got to watch it. Go watch it. Go watch it. Okay, I'll watch it. All right. You're listening to Mornings Lone Star, IRLoneStar.com. It is Friday. We're going to be heading out. Check out the website, IRLoneStar.com, slash show calendar for a full lineup today. And we will be back on Monday. This weekend, catch Willy Wonka at the Owen or 1940s, uh, sorry, musical comedy murder 1940s over at the uh, Crichton. I'm sorry, I got that backwards. Oh, my god. Willy Wonka at Crichton, <laughs> murder mystery, Owen. Know that. Watch uh, I-45 at 1315. They're going to be shifting lanes. And uh, on Monday, just to let you guys know, we're going to have some folks in talk about Founders Day celebration at Isaac Conroe's Homestead. And there's our contest for an Isaac Conroe lookalike. So I don't know really what he looked like, but they're going to talk about it on Monday. So stick around. More mornings Lone Star coming your way on Monday at 9 a.m. We'll see you guys later.